Welcome to the Multiverse Insiders. We're taking a journey into the unknown with Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This latest movie out of the MCU is a supernatural action adventure that traverses alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. And joining us today to talk about their work are Disney legend and the film's composer, Danny Elfman, and production designer, Charles Wood. This film stands out from other movies in the MCU. Along with traveling across never-before-seen universes, director Sam Raimi brings a thriller and creepy vibe. I loved it. Not to mention for those of us WandaVision fans, it's good to see Wanda back on the big screen. I was on the edge of my seat, and maybe there were points too I got startled, but it was all a part of the fun. I can't tell you how much I enjoy this movie. So whether you've already seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, or waiting for the right moment to enter a new dimension of the MCU, we must say there are some spoilers ahead. With that, let's welcome Danny Elfman. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to join. I've got to say, I'm a huge fan of yours. So excited to talk to you today. I want to lead with that the main title theme for Spider-Man is iconic to my life. It makes me so happy every time I hear it. I lead with that because you're no stranger to crafting music for the superhero world, and in particular, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you continue that with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What continues to excite you to make music for the superhero world, and in particular, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I love working on big canvases. And so the Marvel movies are such big, wild canvases musically to work in that I'm just very happy in these in this world. And uh, Doctor Strange, uh, more so than usual, because there was these unique elements that I was working with. Um, I mean, for one thing, I've never had a, a villain like Wanda. You know, usually when I think of a villain, I think of Thanos. I think of Darth Vader. And the music you're going to write for them is just heavy and menacing and dark. And here's the villain that's heartbreaking, that, that I really love. And so it was so unique that it's like I'm writing a villain theme, but yet I'm trying to find something childlike and innocent that could be menacing, but that can also be heartbreaking at the same time. And it was a beautiful challenge. And uh, following her character in there was just such a pleasure for me. And then Dr. Strange's new theme that I wrote for him also had to be the lost love of him and Christine. So there were all these multi, multi-purpose thematic things. And, and that's where I'm happiest. I, I love when something is simple, but yet it's very complex. And then it has to do more than one thing. And, um, and that's where I have the most fun. You touched on so many things there. It truly sounds like a multiverse of madness with a love story, with a new kind of villain, right? It's so, so... And dead strange, not to mention dead strange. <laughs> it is truly, truly just music to our ears, right? To be able to partake and see this on screen and then to hear how you just create the world with the music that you do. So obviously those are a lot of new things, but you've worked with Sam Raimi, the director on this film before. What was it like being brought into the project with him on this? Well, I was so happy to hear that he was brought in because, you know, as I mentioned, I just love working with Sam. I just didn't know that he would be doing a Marvel film, you know, and I love working with Marvel. So it was kind of like, oh my God, is this for real? I have to pinch myself, <laughs> you know, it's Marvel and it's Sam Raimi. And then it was like, how's this going to work? You know, is he going to, is his universe going to meld with theirs? And they really created a film that had like, like the DNA. It was really like the, a child of these two parents 
that was very much still a Marvel film, but it's very much still a Sam Raimi film. I, I think it's pretty miraculous in that sense. It really is, because as you're talking about your experience of working working across the MCU, there's still a through line, right? Like across each of these films, but then with a director, with you, of course, there's still that like unique, that personal touch that comes to every single film. And one thing that I do think is really cool about this one is the tone of it, how it's kind of creepy and supernatural. Was that something that was exciting for you to explore in this space? And how do you how do you bring that to this movie? Well, that for me, that was like the most fun because that's just going right back to my childhood. You know, when I saw the resurrection of Dead Strange, I just went right back to like 12 year old Danny uh, enjoying monster movies in the theater when I was a kid, you know, and fortunately, Sam lets me get away with that kind of craziness. <laughs> well, we love it. We love the madness on screen. So talk to us, though, about the timeline. So take us back. So, you know, you're working with Sam Raimi. Do you get the script on these kinds of movies? Like, do you guys just have a conversation? How do you get the ideas flowing when you know you're having to deliver on so many things? You mentioned Wanda, you mentioned Doctor Strange, the love story there, Dead Strange. How new, do you how do you get it all started? For America Chavez gets a new thematic thing. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. You know, we talked about it, but you know, it's like I started working very early. Uh, you know, the pandemic created a very challenging environment. Normally, I would go visit the set and I would look at footage with him and the editor early on. There was none of that because, you know, the set was locked and traveling was hard. It just made everything challenging. All of our musical presentations was done on Zoom. I'd never done anything wow. like that before. We're just used to sitting in the room. But to sit in the room meant all of us getting tested and retested and retested. And it, it was wow. such a challenge. And even when it was time to score, uh, you know, I really wanted to go to England and uh, be there with the orchestra live. And they were like, well, with COVID, you know, we're just not sure, you know, you might get off the plane, you'll get tested and end up in a hotel room for 10 days. And so I didn't go, I agreed to go remotely, which I've never done before. And sure enough, the first, the night before the first day of scoring, I test positive. Oh, and so, no. I know it was exactly as I was warned the worst case scenario. So fortunately that didn't happen. I just went and holed up in a room and I got out of my studio so my studio could keep functioning. And um, I just sat for like nine days going remotely from my house uh, to these sessions in England. And even though I'd never done it before, it actually worked out fine. You know, I got into the rhythm of it other than I was having to get up super early in the morning, which I hated because <laughs> I'm a <laughs> vampire. But um, <laughs> You know, I was getting up at six in the morning and after three or four days of this, it just seemed normal. It was very challenging, but fortunately it was such a fun project that that compensated for all the difficulties that the time and place presented to us. And, um, and I didn't actually get sick with the COVID. So even though I was mm -hmm. isolated for 10 days, scoring away, I was never, I never felt bad. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of worked out great. And like I said, thank God it was just such a fun movie because it got so stretched out and elongated because of conditions. But I, I just enjoyed my time on it so much that it mm -hmm. never became this kind of like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this thing to be over. It was more like this is so much fun. I'm just still in this really fun playground that I'm enjoying being in. So I, I knock wood that that it was that kind of situation. Mm. 
It's so nice to hear, you know, hearing everything that you went through um, to the amazing work that you produced. Congratulations on the success of this film. What have you seen in terms of fan reaction to the film so far? You know, um, I got to go with Kevin and the producers and Sam and, and the writer and editor out in this Marvel bus uh, where they go from theater to theater last Friday. And actually, Kevin introduces the films himself. I've never seen anything like that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, and then some, we'd go up and we'd watch different parts. We'd watch, listen to the audience reaction. It was really fun. I really like that. I, I love Kevin's whole like personal touch, like walking out there and the lights come up and everybody in the audience is like, what? What's going on? And he goes, I'm Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Pictures. Welcome to the screening. And everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, um, it, it was really a fun night and, and getting to hear reactions to some of the Easter eggs and like crazy moments where, you know, hearing people go crazy. It's like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that, you know, but Marvel fans are quite unique in that sense. And they'll really respond to things they really do. They really, really do. And as we've seen, it's a huge success. Thank you so much, Danny Elfman, for taking us through the journey that you went on to create this masterpiece of music within this film. You've been a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. To tell us more about the mind-bending world of the film, let's welcome production designer, Charles Wood. Welcome, Charles. Hello, nice to be here. We're so happy to have you here. I'm personally so thrilled to talk to you after such a successful weekend. Before we dive into Doctor Strange, though, because yeah, I have a lot of congratulations about that. Tell yeah. us about where you're from and how yeah. you got inspired to become a production designer. I'm from England. Yeah, I was born in uh, Warwickshire in England. How did I do that? The first job I actually got was pretty much with Sam Raimi, Army of Darkness. That was on my first job. So when you talk about what inspired me, I would truthfully say that would be Army of Darkness was one of the films which sort of got me into the industry and Sam sort of was pretty much gave me my first break, I would say, certainly as a director he did. So that inspired me. How about that? You know, that is so cool. Coming full circle. We're here to talk to yeah. you today about Doctor Strange. And that's what really inducted you into the world of a production designer in yeah. its simple form. And I'm sure it's not simple at all because it's a very multi-layered, complex role. How would you describe the job of a production designer? It's wonderfully creative. Uh, you have all of that to do with a very large group of people, I suppose, the architect of that with, with a great deal of help around you. But you're also there to, you know, really deliver the vision of the director and to help him or her in every way possible, but also there is a level of sort of management as well involved in it because you run very large crews and I get a huge amount of help with that. In fact, a lot of people work very hard to take the management part of it away from you, but it's to sort of constantly update the director and to really try and deliver that person's vision, I suppose. I love how you've really become a part of the MCU family with all of your work on these films in particular. Can you right. talk to us about some of your work across all the different Marvel movies that you've done and maybe any highlights outside of Doctor Strange? You know, I can honestly, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed doing, I've been very lucky to do these films with them. I would say, I mean, I mean, they, all of the films I've been able to do with Marvel in their own right, being brilliant, you know. Sometimes I think the origin stories are, mm. um, 
I'm always very lucky to get an origin story as well, I would say. So the thing about these films for someone in my position is you get to just do, there's so much variety involved in it. You do a lot of work for the student and you know, there's a certain frame. You, you have to be aware of what the MCU is and that's very important. But at the same time, I think you, the studio often you know, pushes you all the time to keep sort of going further and further and further with what you're doing to try to change it up and make it different and make it hopefully more unique every time you do it. So it's a sort of, although it's a constant challenge, it is a, a wonderfully creative process with actually a great deal of freedom involved in it, I would say. And you, you also get often to build things and build the sort of sets we do, which are quite far reaching. And, you know, you do some pretty interesting stuff which is challenging, but I think I'm very fortunate to be able to do such a sort of arrange such a body of work on these films, I think. Indeed, it's such an amazing body of work, just working on everything that you have within the MCU. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it sounds, I would imagine, like a. you said you have a lot of freedom, but I, it sounds like it might be a challenge for me where you're having to fulfill the director's vision but as a fan of Marvel movies, there's a through line in terms of the visuals. Like, you know that you're watching a Marvel film. So, yeah. like, how, how do you maintain that balance where you're fulfilling the director's vision, but you're also keeping the through line of what you know you need to maintain within the world of the MCU? You know, between the producers and myself and the director, everyone just keeps talking about what you do and everyone stays current with the artwork you start it by these films, you, you start them by essentially producing a lot of concept art. And the reason why that's relevant is you, you then sort of will show that to everyone, to the director and, and, and to the studio on a sort of sometimes every few weeks, you'd have these sort of sessions where you do these things. So you start to develop a sort of a visual language for the film. And by doing that, it means that everyone's involved in what you're doing. And even though I may not be aware of a plot in say another film, or something that's even being developed, often within these meetings, you'll be told that that might be coming your way and to be aware of it. As much as I may be doing something, you're also guided into what may be relevant or irrelevant, yeah? If that makes any sense. There's sort of, yeah. in a way, there's a master plan and you you know, you know, talk about it and you stay current and things change and you adapt and, and you know, these sort of the designs and stuff evolve into something where finally you get to a space where you feel, you know, we're ready to go. And that's when essentially the sets start going up. So it's a, it's a in-house kind of development process, I would say, but definitely, definitely very much part of what also the director um, wants from all of this. And that's, that's key. You pull it off so cool and so elegantly at the same time. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing job that you have. So let's dive into Dr. Strange. What did you bring from working on 2016's Doctor Strange and now to this film, which spans the multiverse? Yeah, I mean, the original the original film, I suppose at that point, was the origin story. So in a sense, that film was all about Doctor Strange's past, where he came from and the reason for him to become, in a sense, Doctor Strange. So a lot of the tone of that film, I suppose, was um, which, which definitely segued into this film, was bought from two places. One would be New York and the other would be uh, Nepal, would be Kathmandu, uh, where essentially in the first film, obviously he goes off to find himself, yeah? And is then, mm -hmm. you know, joins this sort of, this camotage group and finds his way 
Uh, whereas in this film, although we sort of that is obviously explored and and he you know and he goes back there, this film goes into yes indeed it goes into the multiverse. In the previous film, we went into some pretty kaleidoscopic worlds as well, which were more sort of within his mind. And these, this film mm. sort of was a way of studying these different multiverses, I suppose. So they're absolutely linked. And then obviously you meet Sam Raimi and Sam has his own unique way of directing in a fantastic way. And I, I actually, I remember that about him. We brought that whole flavor to the film as well, I suppose. Oh my gosh, I love, as you mentioned, the flavor of it. it. There's like thriller, there's like a creepy tone to it. Like seeing this movie on the big screen, you're just like, oh my gosh, completely transported. I would imagine though, traveling to create the multiverses, I imagine, like, where do you even begin with that? Because there's so many different things and so many different ideas that we in our own universe expect. What kind of grounded you and what were the rules that you had to operate within to create those spaces? A lot of that was sort of developmental artwork where you had these different worlds you go to. But I think a lot of it was just simply very exploratory. Yeah, It was just, you know, we did a lot of concept art trying to figure out what was relevant, what was not relevant, what was interesting. And again, the studio would certainly keep sort of pushing you to try and sort of turn the next page and turn the next page without being sort of repetitive on stuff as well. And often as well, it sort of tied into other other parts of the MCU. Well, I absolutely love this movie and I'm so excited. Again, we're talking to you after the huge success that this movie has been. Congratulations on your work on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thank you so much for your time today, Charles. Right. Thanks very much. Now to take on the Insider Five, we have a guest from Disney Movie Insiders. Welcome, Haley. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited because obviously we work together. We know each other. So welcome to the podcast space. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Let's start with hearing about you, where you're from, and how did you get your current job? Awesome. Well, my name is Haley. I work on the integrated marketing team here at Disney Movie Insiders. I was born and raised in Southern California. So Disney has been a part of my life since I was a child. And I have worked for Disney for about five years, but I've been on the DMI team for just shy of a year now. So I love being here. I love it. A SoCal story. Disney was always all around you. That's really cool. So talk to us about what you do specifically at Disney Movie Insiders. Sure. So being a part of the integrated marketing team, I work very closely with all of our partners to get everything ready for both theatrical and in-home releases of all of our big titles. So that goes everywhere from things like Doctor Strange to Disney Plus titles and everything in between. Nice. Sounds like a fun gig. I like it. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've just talked to Danny Elfman and Charles Wood about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and the MCU. Where would you place your Marvel fandom? Do you have a favorite movie or character or maybe experience at the park since you're from SoCal? Tell us. Yes, definitely experience at the parks. I was actually just at the Avengers campus a couple of weeks ago, wandering around nice. doing Spider-Man. Love it. Um, <laughs> I would say my favorite Marvel movie, well, I should say my favorite Marvel superhero is definitely Thor. Uh, mm. I'm a big Thor fan, but I will say maybe favorite movie might be Captain America Civil War. Just because <gasps> so I... It was so shocking, like the amount of characters that I was not expecting in that movie. It was just, it was so fun and action packed. And I just got so many fun, like guest appearances from other characters. That's a really <laughs> strong choice. Were you team Cap or team Iron Man? 
Oh, team cap. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that such a great pick. Black Panther, Spider-Man. Haley, that is an amazing, amazing choice. Okay, so we want to hear more about your Disney fandom. Are you ready to take on the Insider Five with us? I am so ready. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? Oh man, my earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan probably would be when I was little, I grew up next to a lake and I was the biggest fan of The Little Mermaid. And my friends and I used to get out on our boogie boards and try to reenact the scene where she jumps up onto the rock with the waves splashing <laughs> right at the end of part of your world. <laughs> Haley, I got that visual. That's pretty impressive though. Down at the lake, reenactment and reenactment at all. That's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun. Strong start on the Insider Five. Okay, <laughs> next up. You're invited to a Disney themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? Mm, this is a very tough choice. I mean, I, I love to sew and one of my passions is like making big ball gowns. So I have to say if I was going to dress up and go all in, it would probably be Belle's dress from, you know, the big tale <gasps> as old as time scene. I know that's a lot, but that would definitely be like a goal of mine one day. <laughs> that's not a lot. That's iconic. I love that it's like it's on your list of things to do. Low key, just like the iconic epic bell. <laughs> It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? Well, as I uh, kind of said earlier, I'm a big Little Mermaid fan. Uh, so Part of Your World <laughs> is definitely one of my favorites, but I think my all time would be Reflection from Mulan. So good. Do you like wipe off the makeup a little bit too every once in a while? Like, do you, would you do that in your performance? You know what, I don't, but now I'm never going to be able to not do that in a performance again, and I'm going to think of you every time. <laughs> I always love that part when she did the song. So dramatic. So good, so good. And I was like, how do I do that at night? But that's amazing. <laughs> so next up, if you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? Well, I'm a big fan of all the roller coasters, but I think my favorite time, my favorite ride of all time is Storybook Land in Fantasyland. It's the very sweet oh. boat ride where you get to go, you know, through and see all the little characters' houses. It's just so quaint and charming. And after like a long day of running around the park, it's always just so relaxing and makes me feel like part of the magic. That's a great answer. And that's, that's a really good one. I don't hear that one that often, but it is not to be forgotten. And that is a great attraction. So nice pick. Thank okay, you. so to close this out, to close this out on the Insider Five, which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? I'm going to have to go with Jiminy Cricket and always let your conscience be your guide. So good. What a great, great closeout for us. Haley, thanks so much for joining the show today and taking on the Insider Five. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It was so fun. That's our show. Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is now playing in theaters. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes, subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code DIMENSION. The code expires May 31st, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney Movie Magic.